right all right i think i'm on uh i gotta start i gotta send a couple of links out to my to my boys to let them know um the the latest setup um and i'm waiting for my boy chris i don't know if i have the same one every single time but let's take a look i'm gonna see i'm gonna get two guys on today um i'm only gonna use people's um whatchamacallit hootamoids hey i got marissa out here um man, i need to reset my because i can't send i got an apple right now for some reason i can't send any type of um messages and i don't know if it's anyway unimportant so the topic of today is not so much a topic we're more talking about um compromise i think that's what i want to touch on today uh we me and my wife have a brand new home it's about two years old and we we're both fighting over space i finally convinced her to let me go into the garage and set up in the garage and i have a full workout set in the garage but i also like to do this podcasting thing and so in doing it i found the perfect room it's uh we converted our baby's old room into a, like a playroom well it's a great setup in there it's nice and chill and uh very inviting and a good place that you could talk for hours and hours and hours well i had my podcast stuff set up in there and she put her foot down she said absolutely not you know, I gave you the garage and um, that's that's what you get. That's what you get. And uh, at first, at first, I was going to put up a fight because sometimes I like arguing. And then I thought about it. I stepped back for a second. And I was like, you know what? I already have the um, this room. I have this room in the garage. And I pretty much have everything I need from it. What am I arguing about? What what What's the argument about? Or am I just wanting to be difficult? And so I stepped back and I was like, you know what? This really ain't even argue, worth arguing about. And I even told her that. I said, this really isn't worth arguing about. So I'm not going to. So I just um, moved everything to the garage. And I'm calling on it right now. I'm waiting for my buddies to call in so I can see how it sounds and I think it sounds pretty good and I think I'm pretty I think I'm actually okay out here in the garage there's a certain level of freedom yeah it is hot but it gives me the ability to focus and I'm starting to think this call-in number Roland what's up man Roland, what's up man hey. yo 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 can I ask you a quick question yep is the link the same every time um, I'm starting a live podcast. Uh, you know what? The exact link? Let me check and see. I'm not 100% on that. Hey, Hold on really quick. Hold on. Uh, Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, another buddy of mine. Hey, Togba. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, what's up? So, oh. Hey, hey, hey. So, hey, Togba. In the flesh. How does it sound? Uh, it sounds fine to me, man. Uh, Roland's, Roland's a little loud, but uh, for the most part, 
It sounds good. Okay. Is it, what, sounds good. What do you hear that's loud? Um, it's you just, know it's, it's funny. I, mean, I can hear Todd but better than I can hear you. Hold on. How can you hear me now? Yeah. I I can hear you. I can hear you a little bit better now. Hold on. Let's uh, let's see what we got. How about if I get closer? Can you hear me better now? I can. Chris, how can you hear me? Do I, well, how does it sound? I, I, can, I, I can hear you well. Okay, so you guys don't have any issues hearing me. So actually, I did start talking about a topic um, while we're here. And does somebody not have their headphones in? For some reason, I can hear like an echo. I can hear an echo too, but I, I didn't hear it until after you moved. Okay. Uh, how about that? How about now? Do you hear an echo? It's light. Okay. I can't hear an echo at all now. Okay, um, yeah. What I did was, I think what I did was I took off the live monitoring, and I think it affects if, if anybody doesn't have headphones in. I think if you're listening to it speaker, you'll have an echo. That's what I'm starting because it plays back into the phone. But um, the the topic that I wanted to talk about today was compromise, and uh, how big a part does that play in a relationship, and do you sometimes compromise too much? Um, the way that this topic started is that I moved into the garage and I started up my own gym in here. Well, Tammy, my wife, she wanted to use the garage in case of rainy days and things like that, but she compromised and let me have the inside the gym, inside the garage. Okay. Well, I had my podcast set up inside in a guest playroom, and she put her foot down. She was like, no, I gave you the garage. You can use that. And at first I was about to protest, but then I realized that she gave up something that was important to her so I could have something important to me. So I need to back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it works. Both of us are happy. Both of us are happy where if we both continue to oppose the other one, her not giving up the garage and me not be giving up the room, nobody would be happy. Get into one of those stalemate arguments. Pointless. Arguments. At some point, it's a pointless at some point you just argue. I mean, the way I look at it is, is that, mm-hmm. um, and given this, this circumstance, like why, you know, exert any energy to when, um, both of y'all are happy anyway. You know yeah, what what's I mean? the point? Like, yep. There's, there's none, you know? I mean, I, I really, it's that's, that's just the way I look at it. Chris, for some reason, your phone is really loud. Is it? Yeah, it's really loud. It, like, I don't. It, it is, actually. It's really loud. Like, it's like, uh, I can hear everything. That's weird. Better? Uh, kind of. What kind of headphones are you using? Ah, cheap headphones, man. Okay. Uh, hold on really quick. It's all good. That might also have to do with the fact that I got the TV on so loud, too. Yeah, that might that might definitely do it. But, um, yeah. 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 The compromise. Compromise is big. You sound fine. I don't hear anything. Okay. Yeah, you sound great. I don't hear anything in the background. But, uh, I don't Compromise is, is a necessity in a relationship. That's one of the biggest things I learned. And it, it's funny when people say stuff like controlling, like words like controlling in relationships. I'm like, man, what do you consider controlling? Because mm-hmm. I've been called controlling before, but I, I'm, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, I'm the farthest thing from it. <laughs> I, I don't like arguing. It, it's, as far as compromise goes, man, you can argue over a point, but at a certain, uh, you can argue over a topic, but at a certain point, Mm-hmm. There's no point in arguing when neither side is willing to budge on their beliefs 
on that particular thing. And you can either compromise or you can let it go. A lot of times it's better, depending on what level of importance it actually is to you, not your ego. Ego is where you get it confused. How much is this thing actually important to you? Like, is it worth dying on a hill for? If the answer is yes, well, then by all means, pursue it. Go farther with it. But, like, for me in that room, that room didn't, it seemed it was a much bigger point of contention for her than it was for me. And so you can, you can find victory. We just have this American Western mentality of all win or all lose. It does not have to be like that. You can definitely sit back for a moment and swallow your ego just a little bit or your pride or whatever the sin is. And you find yourself much happier for it. I don't feel lesser than that. I gave up that little bit of space for the greater good, because the question you have to ask yourself sometimes in a relationship is, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And a lot of people see that as a, exactly. a weak way of getting out because now I'm not saying that you should allow people to step on you, but like know when to back the fuck up. If it's not important, don't make it fine important. line. You know, you know what? Um, this this goes this ties in with a quote that I remember hearing on or watching on a uh, white men can't jump. It was Rose, it was uh, Rosie Perez's character. She said, "Sometimes when you win, you lose, and sometimes when you lose, you win." Mm-hmm. And you can you can either win or I mean sometimes you don't even you, you don't even do either. You know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, right. And I I, I mean I, I've been in many debates. I've been in many situations to where you feel that you've won, but in the end you look back on it and you realize that you lost in the end because um you put so much energy into winning. And looking like the person that got up, that, that got on top, that um, you didn't really gain anything ex- aside from that win. You know what I mean? That's where mm-hmm. comprom- that's where uh, compromising comes in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's what that's where you just have to say, you know what? Maybe there's a way for both of us to win, or right. maybe there's just a way for every, you know, just to, just to make sure that everything. Is is everything is stable? There's that you know. It's, it's like uh, Chris said earlier. That's that, that stalemate. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's the, the uh, that's where that comes in. You know. So it's true. And, uh, you know, I like to look at things in a cause and effect kind of thing. For instance, you and Tammy's you and Tammy's argument. Uh, cause and effect. If you guys had chased, if you had chased that argument, what would have been the effects? Of you chasing that argument, probably a bigger argument, because at that point you guys are just button heads, and it doesn't. After a certain point, it doesn't matter who's right or wrong, because it's gone to a different. It's gone to that gray area. <laughs> at a certain point, it's cause and effect. By you, by you taking a moment to self-evaluate that whole situation, like, hey, she gave me this. No, that's fine. Let's, oh, you know, that's a good compromise. Let's drop it. The effects of that is avoiding the catastrophic argument that would have came if you had stood your ground over so, something so small. So, so here's the thing. I see it differently. I don't see it as a catastrophic argument. But what no, not catastrophic. Well, that but what it does do is it lets the other person know that they're appreciated. It lets the other person know that your opinion does have value. And I do listen to the things that you say. In your opinion, so it's a win on so many fronts. Where if I had won with quotation marks, all I would have been doing is just flexing my ego. So for her, she gained so much more than I get from that victory, which is nothing. But like, uh, what's the word? Not animosity, but you kind of get a grudge. You know, what's the word I'm looking for, guys? 
when you hold a grudge um, against something because you never fully addressed it. I, I know what you're talking about. I can't hear the word. It's not right there. It's it's not remorse. It's not antagonism. It's, right it's the word resentment. You gain resentment. Yeah. She would have simply resented me for sitting in that room. It wouldn't. nothing good would have came from it. Whereas if I back up and just say, hey, you know what? You do, you know what? You're absolutely right. Take that space. That's yours. Just like when she gave me the space in the garage, I felt more validated. And I, you know, just well, you know what? There's a there's a flip side to that resentment. Though. <laughs> there's, a, there's an interesting flip side. Like for instance, if you had stand your ground, she may have resented you for that. Like, hey, I get in the garage. She decided he wants to take this room too. I'm a little resentful for that. There's a flip side to that too. When you don't stand your ground on certain things, like I said, like you were saying earlier, there's always a there's a reason to actually not compromise sometimes. Like sometimes it's not necessarily about a compromise. It's just about a, uh, somebody's making a better argument. There's a better decision. You know, Dawson, you know I've gone through the similar situation before. Resentment comes on both sides. Sometimes when you don't put your foot down, you end up resenting the other person. The reason that resentment comes into play is when one party doesn't feel like their side was heard and the other side won where the person on the opposite side got everything that they wanted and the person on the opposite on the losing side because that's what it is gets nothing but defeat and to feel like your ego your ego becomes crushed whereas if you have a compromise situation to the you know generally to the person who's more important too it's a win all the way around that's where that resentment comes from um, yep, mm-hmm. and it's it's a tough thing to learn, and you both have to both be on the same page, because you could be an emotionally mature person, but if you're with somebody that's very juvenile, they'll just keep pushing you to see what they can get away with. So you can be as mature yep. as you want, but if that other person doesn't have a similar level of maturity, you probably end up getting taken advantage of, and or be in constant battle mode, which is exhausting in exactly. itself. Because they keep trying to push their boundaries on you, and it just becomes a pissing match. I can't tell you how many different relationships when I were younger turned into that, which is a battle of egos to see who could be right about things. And nobody was doing that. And I believe that that's that's pretty much that's that's one of those um, warning. That's that's pretty much one of those red flags in a relationship to where you realize that it's time for you to start considering. That this isn't the relationship for you because if, because if, if, because if the concept of, uh, compro- uh of compromising, uh, compromising never comes up and it's always a pissing match, um, imagine doing, imagine the amount of energy that you're going to expend doing that exactly. for yep. two well, years, three years, et cetera, et cetera. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it, it's, it's, I'm not saying that it, it'll never happen. I'm just saying that if it becomes habitual, mm-hmm. there's definitely a problem. Absolutely. Well, you know Absolutely what? Right. You know what? The biggest issue I've found, and like you said, dated, dated a bunch of people. The biggest issue I found when it comes to compromise and things like that, and knowing the difference, I was in a relationship ten years <laughs> with somebody who, when we would argue things, there's a. Di- I like to think that there's a difference. Some people argue with logic. Some people argue with emotions. Most people argue with emotions, but a smart couple. Puts logic in it, but there's nothing worse when it comes to compromising than somebody who's arguing out of emotion and not logic. You can't. And that's a big tell about as far as like what Todd was saying a second about who you should be with. You figure out who you should and shouldn't be with. You can usually tell early on 
by how people argue. I was with a woman who would get upset about something, and you can throw logic out of the window. This is going to save us money. I don't care. I don't like the woman who's selling it to us. And I'm like, well, take your emotions out of it. If it's going to benefit us, mm-hmm. just think about what you're saying. Well, I'm already mad. I'm like, take your emotions out of it. Nothing worse than compromising with somebody who's just uh, arguing something to you because they're upset. They'll argue with you about jumping off a cliff. <laughs> this is the perfect clip for this. We'll never find a clip like this again. So I, think a lot of, I think a lot of uh, people, both male and female, fail to realize how quickly, well, not quickly, that's the wrong word, how detrimental picking the wrong partner and how beneficial picking the right one can be. Um, if you pick the wrong partner, and you'll know it, and I didn't realize this until I was watching this one video by some YouTuber called Infinite Wisdom or Infinite Mind Wisdom. He's a really smart guy. Um, and he said, uh, you can I, I, I believe who that. You know I, who he I, is. I, know, I think I know who he is. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, really, really interesting guy. But he, he brought a point to where you can tell how beneficial your partner is by watching does your empire shrink or does it get bigger? If you with somebody and things start to happen positive, there's a reason why. And the reason why is because you only have a limited amount of energy throughout the day. We'll just use 100%. If you're in a very worrisome, tiresome relationship where you're fighting all the time and going through it or just wondering what this person is doing, at the bare minimum, you're spending 20 to 30% of your energy just trying to figure out this scenario. Where on the oppositional side, 20 or 30% energy every day that you could spend towards self-improvement, whether it be learning how stocks work, exercising, that's nothing but benefit. And you're not having to spend the energy that you would on that poor relationship. So we inherently know when a relationship's not working to our benefit just by the things that manifest around us. I look back and think about some of the previous people that I was with. If I had still been with those people, I for sure would not be in the situation, that, I, which is a good situation, that I am in now because I wouldn't have the energy, the focus, because of that relationship, the negative one. It goes back to what I said, um, what, what I was talking about um, on, on, uh, last time, um, we, uh, how time is the most valuable uh, thing. The second most valuable uh, thing is, is your energy. And both of those, I mean, and, and the older you get, the, le- the lesser energy you have. You know, we, we grow older, we grow more weary, and... Um, you know, all of all of us, we're not in our twenties anymore. When we're in our twenties, that was me. I just pressed it. <laughs> Somebody watch TV? No, no, it's, <laughs> a, it's an effect button on here. I just want to try it. Okay, that's a. Um, but we're in our twenties. That one hundred percent of energy that we have, it would it did did a lot more for us than the 100% energy that we have now, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, I mean, all that being said, you know, the, 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 the more, the, all that being said, the more of that, 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 that 20 to 30% that you were mentioning earlier, that, that all adds up. And if you, if, I mean, if you couple that in with the amount of time mm-hmm. that you use that energy whether it be negative or positive, those effects, I mean, you, 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 you eventually see the um, results of those effects, you know what I mean? Which is, I mean, which is pretty much why it's important to just, to, to, it's to, to, to figure out whether or not the person is 
uh, on the positive side or the negative side. The sooner you the sooner you realize it, the better off you are. No. Yeah, Tagba hit it on the head though, uh, it, and we D we've talked about this before actually with relationships. What's your uh, first? I got married when I was young. I was eighteen, crazy. Uh, I got married when I was young. People always ask, why didn't your first marriage work out? And I always tell people, honestly, I was young and dumb. I was eighteen to twenty one. 22 and I was a teenager and I was just a dumb teenage boy and I was making the wrong mistakes my second marriage was by far longer like I said I was with her for 10 years and people ask me well what happened with that one were you young and dumb at that point too I was like yeah just not in the same sense of running wild it's more what Tagba said I was still young I knew what it took for me to make a relationship work but what I didn't know was how to pick the other person and I learned, like, man, you can have compromise in your head all you want to. If you don't have the kind of knowledge, and like you said, Tom, in my 20s is when I didn't know what was worth my time and energy. In my 20s, I can look at my ex and be like, oh, she got some scars. She got some dust and dirt on it, like an old car. Like, oh, you know, it needs some little work. It's all right. I can put a little work in that over the years, and I can get that running. I didn't realize until closer to my 30s that I was like, man, you should probably pick that out ahead of time. I didn't know. My first wife, I'll fully admit that I was young and dumb. My second wife, I was young and dumb when it came to choosing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, I knew what I was doing, or I thought I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know the person that I was doing it with, whether or not they would compromise, whether or not they were worth the energy for it. And so, I found out no matter how good your intentions are, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter if the, a person that you, it doesn't matter if the person that you choose mm-hmm. it won't compromise with it. Right. So, you know, what I figured out over the years, because I ask a lot of people this question, and the question that I ask people is, if you had to choose between two different mates, one with good sex and bad credit, and the other person with bad sex and good credit, who would you pick? And it's more of a thought challenge, and there's no wrong or right answer. But the really interesting thing that I find with the question is that most people will say if they if they are ones that choose to have somebody that's good in bed but bad credit they'll say well I can change them and what I've come to realize that changing people is a futile act and so many of us get into relationships and says well this perfect would be person this per this person would be perfect if and or maybe whatever if they, if they change this thing but guess what you need to accept them for who they are because when you try to is somebody juggling over there when you try to change people, you're going to find yourself, you're going to frustrate both them and yourself. Because if you really think about it, how arrogant is that? To say that your relationship would be perfect if somebody else changed. What you're fundamentally saying is that you're perfect. And that's because then you don't have to change at all because there's nothing wrong with you. And I've done that. And looking back, how about an arrogant statement that is to make? I'm <laughs> prideful. <laughs> And that ties in with uh, with compromise. Correct. Is it I can change them, or is it we can change each other? Correct. To try to obtain you know I mean? best self. Uh, yep. Hey, I mean that's almost true, and uh, it it all goes back to age, man. I think at this. We can't hear it, That's worth my time. And you kind of you kind of went in. You kind of went in and went out. If you want to repeat your. Uh, I said one thing I realized in my mid thirties is I've really been able to like figure out what's worth my time and what's worth me compromising on, like who's worth me compromising on. I should say too. Right, right. Certain things I've, I've realized after my twenties, I devoted so much time and energy to certain things, 
like like he said, like trying to, you know, oh, I was going to fix this person. I was going to fix this person. It's like, man, you I devoted so much time and energy trying to fix the other person I was with. First and foremost, the biggest mistake to that is I didn't focus anything on myself in that whole stand that we were together. I was so busy trying to keep the boat afloat. I didn't pay attention to whether I had eaten in the last couple of days. It's like, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to keep all this together. But it, like you said earlier, Donaldson, I wasn't devoting any attention to building on myself. It was like I was trying to build on a relationship and trying to fix the other person, but it wasn't even so much that I was trying to fix the other person. I was trying to, I was trying to make the other person more in tune to me. And like you said, I, I didn't realize that I was wrong at the time because it's like, man, why are you trying to change? That's no, that's no better than a woman getting with a guy and like, oh, you know what? He slept with a lot of women. He had like eight kids, but I can change him. Like, oh, but he's only that person. <laughs> why don't you find somebody a little bit more on your level? Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that at the time. At the time, it was like, oh, she's pretty. Yeah, she got some stories and she's got some scars. But you know what? None of that matters. In my 20s, yeah, that was a great idea. You know, from 18 to 28, 30, it was like, oh, man, she's pretty. I don't care what kind of issue she got. What? Oh, her mom's crazy? Who cares? It's like, uh, I was choosing solely based on looks. Here's the thing about that. You don't, you have to go through it to realize those things are red flags. Even when you're young, you yep. kind of think that they're red flags, but you don't realize how big a bearing they're going to have on your day-to-day, mostly because you've never seen I've seen the day-to-day with my parents, but for the most part, you had a deficiency because you don't know what the red flag looks like. And for most of us, we don't have anybody telling us that that's an actual red flag. No one comes out and tells a young man, hey, watch out for that. You kind of guess and feel around for it, but no one gives you any clear instructions. Uh, your father, they'll, might, they'll, but not really. They'll allude to it. Yeah. They'll give you hints and things, which honestly, I think it's a lot better for them. I, I think it's a little bit better that way. I mean, the only problem with it is, is time may be um, taken up. But um, sometimes some things are better to it's better to be experienced than them telling you it telling you it and then you just be like okay you know because most people i mean we're men we're stubborn you know what i mean even if they did tell us especially when we're in our 18 19 we're 18 19 20 21 chances are we're not going to listen to anybody you know what i mean so uh so I mean, we see the, the the glitter and the pretty girl, and and you know we're um we're basically taught that you know the white picket fences, pretty wife, all that stuff, but we we're never taught the um the struggle that you have to go mm-hmm. through to get there. You know what I mean? Because the thing about and, it is, when you're picking a partner, in all actuality, and this goes for men and women, it's a lot less exciting to think about. But when you're going through your day-to-day life, the partner that you actually do want that is good for you is probably the more quote-unquote boring one. The one that goes to work, come exactly. home, that you can predict their movements. Um, you do want that. And this both for men and women, a lesson we kind of all learned a little bit too late. Picking somebody that's always on the move and has um, behaviors and patterns that you can't that's not a, a can, like who somebody that died reckless and lived fast, like Amy Winehouse. Her relationships were so scattered and tattered. I'm pretty sure she was interesting to know, 
Same with DMX. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. We talked about this the other day. No, no, no. I'm laughing at that. DMX, 50 Cent. Um, uh, who else is somebody that's destructive? But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, Bobby Brown? Brown. <laughs> These people might be yeah. interesting and they're fun to hang out with and you could easily get absorbed into a relationship with them. But you really want a Will Smith. You know what I'm saying? Like, as yep. not we're, fun. We were literally just talking about this yesterday. Yeah. Like, it's not as fun. It doesn't, every, it doesn't, just one thing I'll let you go. Will Smith is not as interesting or as fun as Tupac, right? On a surface level. But that's who you'd want to develop a real relationship with. I'm not gay anyway, but if I was, I'd be Will Smith. How about that? Okay, why not? <laughs> but, uh, that goes, it's off all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's like my dad always used to, I'm, I'm starting to Is realize what my dad used to. I don't know, I just washed off past fire. Daddy stuff. Go ahead. No, um, I always used to want to have fun. I always used to want to go, uh, berserk, go crazy, go out like every day of the week, all that stuff. And, like, I'm just, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I've learned over time. Like, boring might save your life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. being boring yeah. is gonna extend your life a little bit more than going crazy. You so know what I mean? Something really interesting. Uh, go ahead. Bruce Lee, right? Possibly one of the, what we always consider one of the greatest martial artists of all time. He could not, he wasn't handy, like he couldn't fix things around the house, and he couldn't cook. Because he dedicated all of his energy towards that. So when you think about, if you think about all the people that are great, we'll go with your Barack Obamas, your Bruce Lee, your Muhammad Ali, right? Eve Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, right? These people you generally don't see out and about doing wild things. Like, I'm pretty sure Peyton Manning is probably one of the most boring human beings on the planet. I'm I bet you Floyd Mayweather, I bet you Floyd Mayweather, on a day where he's not trying to be something else, because think about what people don't realize. Floyd Mayweather got to where he was with an extreme amount of dedication. He doesn't go out and have fun all the time. He does the same shit every day, probably. Every fucking day. But you know the reason behind that is? People who, who oftentimes get involved in that like crazy energetic life, usually your priorities and your focus are on totally your priorities and focus on what's are, what's shiny. What's that old that old cartoon squirrel? When the box is a squirrel, squirrel. Yeah, that's the that's the difference though. If you people, like, we all grew up. We grew up in a we grew up in Alien. You all you all know we all been in the same bars and the same clubs out there. Some people out there, some people are still focused on that life, and it's it's funny. It's like, man, yeah, there's a lot of fun things. It's it's that instant gratification life. Like, man, I need something to keep me busy. I need something to keep me interested. The problem with that is, if you need something to keep you interested and focused, if you need all that exciting stuff, that means you can't sit down and focus on the small things. Like, oh, I need to, I need to go out and I need to do this. Think about this for just a second, right? If you were to actually, for the amount of time that you spent going to bars, right? However many hours, days, weeks, months, and years that translates to in one one long continuum, right? If you had focused that same amount of energy, just the same amount of time, not even energy, to doing something positive, like we'll say archery, where would you be right now? You'd probably be in the fucking Olympics. If I spent as much time in the bar 
that I did boxing, I'd be fucking killing people right now with a pinky. Would we spend all this time pouring all these energy? Yeah, I got a couple of cool stories from going to the bar. But going to the bar, the only thing it's helped me with is the ability to talk to people. But besides that, it's given me absolutely nothing. Nothing. No return. That bar life is... And the thing... And the funny thing about the bar, the the the, 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 the bar life is that um, you're drunk. It gives you a false sense of confidence. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't every, actually help you talk better. <laughs> it, it it really doesn't. I mean, you you pretty much you pretty, you pretty much hit the nail right on the head. Like the very moment, the the, the 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 only reason why you believe that you're talking better is because everybody else there is sloshed, and yeah. they all believe that they're talking better. Take the alcohol away. Put themselves in a situation to where you're in a room full of people that you don't know, and there's no alcohol involved. A good amount of them are going to be yes. shook. Oh yeah, like if you have yeah, to do a speech. Yep, it's a whole different ballgame. Liquid courage. Time will hit it on the head. Actually, yeah. If you take that same confidence you thought you had while you were uh, at the bar drinking. If you cut off the alcohol and put you in front of a group of people in, let's say, a lecture hall who are just staring directly at you, could you speak with that same confidence if you didn't have some kind of uh, alcohol or something? So it's funny that you say that because when I did my first comic palooza, I was I had a just a huge fear of public speaking, right? And so I thought if I drank a little bit before the set, it would help. It didn't do anything. I was still very very <laughs> nervous. It, it's true because what I didn't realize, and I know it now is that alcohol and cigarettes have a devastating effect on um, anxiety. So the anxiety. About, it does, because the thing about alcohol, it's a depressant. And I had always been of the thought that when they said depressant, I, think, I thought they meant central nervous system, and that it was just making me sleepy. That's not true. Alcohol actually messes with your serotonin levels and makes you physically depressed. So after a night of drinking, I would always wake up and actually be depressed about my situation. Well, what would I do to make myself feel better after drinking? I'd have a cup of coffee. I already have underlining anxiety, and so that would, the coffee makes my heart rate go through the roof. So I'm depressed and anxious all at the same time. And then this big ball of fucked up chemicals, because if you think about it, both alcohol and coffee are chemical. They change your chemical you know, they set off and they send off all kinds of shit that's not natural to an amped up level. Because you don't it's very hard to mimic the energy levels that you get from coffee. There's nothing that you can organically do besides be in front of stress that would make your heart rate shoot up in the one thirties. Just like in a second. Um so I say all that to say drinking is really it's drinking is poison. I'm not judging anybody if they want to, but it, you're actually ingesting poison. It is. Um and I, and, I, and, I, and it, it goes, you know, we, I, we can sit here and have our insane tri- diatribes about uh, uh, drinking. Uh, back then, we, I mean, we, we, I mean, we, we all know where we're from. We all know where we're from. We drank insane amounts of alcohol sometimes. Not sure, you know, two or three <laughs> drinks at night or four or five, you know what I mean? Like sometimes, I mean, I, I talk to Donaldson about about this all the time, mm-hmm. and you know, looking back, looking back, I'm like, how? You know what I mean? Like how, how or why? We were binged. Why? Also, also, real quick, guys, we definitely do gotta find out um, pseudonyms. We can't call each other by our first names. I can go back no. to being. I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah, I'm still going to go back to Mr. Being Black. Would you like me to call you Roland, or do you have another name that you'd like me to address? I just go off of Roland. Roland, and how about you? Just go off of Roland. 
How about you? What would you like? We'll think just, about just, it. Just call me. Just, just call oh. me T from from now. Because I, I don't I don't really do the pseudonym. I don't really do the pseudonym cool. thing. But I'll just I'll just go with uh, T for the for the time being. That's cool. Um, I'll figure one out. Yeah, it's all good, man. But Dawson, you remember? Uh, Dude, now oh, you talked about that. Oh, dang it! I know. I'm gonna get used to it. Wait, it was you. Wait, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna go with. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go with D. That's cool. Z word for you. D word. I'm not gonna remember Mr. Black. It's not natural. That's cool. Do you remember going to Owls? Like the amount alcohol that we ingested mind you what back in the day when we used to go to the old bars what was it five dollars for a pitcher something like that appears what almost three three beers each we would go through three of those let alone if some old friends come by this guy that guy the other guy come by order shots order another pitcher order another pitcher because for every friend that came by everybody kind of participated in the drinking what what, uh, t said was right why were we getting to that? Like, I, I, to this day, I couldn't explain to you why I felt the need to rush the alcohol that we were drinking. Like, it was never enough when we were in my twenties. It was like, man, I, you know, D's here, but you know, T's here. You know, all the all the boys are here. Another picture. I, way past the point where I was already tipsy drunk, I would continue wanting to do it. A lot of that's just and not it knowing was who you are. Yep. And I was chasing it. it. I, well, funny thing about that is, um, we talked this, about this before too. I don't like going to the uh, clubs, and it's funny because people always ask me, like, "Oh, well, you used to go to clubs all the time back in the day. You used to go to clubs with your friends." What you said just now, D, hit it on the head. It's like a large part of when I used to go out to those places was me hanging out with my friends trying to figure out what I considered fun. And that's what my friends were doing, so I kind of just put myself in there. It wasn't until I got older that I kind of looked back and was like, I never really enjoyed doing that. I don't like dancing. I don't like, I don't like being around crazy people. <laughs> hey, but guys, I got bad news. I have schoolwork I got to do, and I have to do it on this Mac. On this Actually, I got anatomy. homework I, I got to do, too. Up later, but uh, I'm glad that you guys called, me, called in and did a test. Um, maybe in a couple hours, I'll call up and we'll do another one. Oh, oh, T, nice hearing from you. Long time no see. Oh wait, guess what? Same, same same to you, Roland. As soon as we're about to get off, there's somebody on the line that's listening. It is a his name's a Friday kind of guy, and somebody else has joined on, young, black, and beautiful. So, uh, oh great. As soon as why does it happen that way? So I lose to get off because it, this thing only has one plug. Friday kind of guy, young, black, and beautiful. Uh, I hate that you guys came in on the tail end, but really what we're talking about today is compromise, getting to know oneself and getting to know um, your partner, picking the right partner. We're definitely going to pick up later sometime today. If you guys ever want to, you know, the name of the podcast is I'll Tell You My Name Later. It's on Podbean. It's on Facebook. Uh, just Google it. With Podbean, something just came through. Um, with Podbean, and you will be able to... Um, Get all the latest episodes. I haven't quite figured out how to do, how to record all the live episodes, but obviously people can hear them. So that's dope. That's cool enough for me, man. I'm not really stressing it. But, um, yeah, I'll send you guys updates and let you know when 